Welcome everyone to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome, everybody, to Ask a CEO. I'm Greg Demetrio, the host for today. And today, we're going to be interviewing Nicholas Vandenberg. Quite, a, quite an interesting career he's had. He's a serial entrepreneur uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff I'll tell you about in a second. Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's been a, it's a pleasure. I was, I've been trying to do a little research on you, and I get more and more engrossed in, the, in your journey. Um, so Nicholas has a really deep business background, he, and <laughs> he started selling newspapers on the streets of Paris. He attended a very elite Ecole Polytechnique just outside right. of Paris and then later went on to Sanford School of Graduate Business. He's run billion-dollar sales teams selling to giants like Google. Uh, he started and sold three tech companies. And since 2016, he is the CEO of Chili Piper. And Chili Piper provides sales automation to sales teams that need to connect with buyers quicker and increase the conversion rates. Quite a pedigree, Nicholas. <laughs> I'm you. sure that's not the whole story. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more. Uh, yeah, so uh, as you can tell, uh, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, that I wasn't born that way. Uh, I discovered that that call when I went to Stanford, as you correctly mentioned. So I, I grew up in the south of France. Uh, Tech entrepreneurship uh, was not top of the list around me, uh, um, but I, I uh, had this uh, vision that we would travel around the world. That's what I had as a plan for my life to just go to different places. And I applied to Stanford because it was in California as a nice uh, stepping stone to go to Asia. And when I landed at Stanford. Um, Couple of weeks into it, uh, Steve Jefferson, who uh, was in my class, uh, invited Steve Jobs. And uh, Steve Jobs at the time was running a company called Next, and the joke was that it was next to nowhere. Um, so it was very humble. He sat on the floor and he explained how he had changed the world with Apple and he was going to change the world with Next. And I looked at him and I thought, this is amazing. That's what I want you to do when I grow up. You know, I want to be a tech entrepreneur where you come up with ideas and you, you change the world. So that's, when, so you, that's when you caught the bug. That's exactly right. I, I, I didn't even think it was possible, but, uh, you know, and I heard it from the top player in the world. So I dropped all my plans to go to Asia and I started a company. And ironically, my first company was uh, in partnership with John Sculling, the very person who had fired Steve Jobs and actually <laughs> told me all, all, all the stories with Steve Jobs afterwards. So it's been a very interesting uh, start. Uh, 
I was in, in San Francisco at the time before there was any tech in San Francisco. And from there, it, it's been my passion. I love, uh, I love both uh, coming up with new products and uh, building companies. So the idea that you bring uh, smart yeah. people around a project and you, and you uh, motivate them to, to bring something to uh, customers. So that's the essence of Nicholas. You're, you're, you're an innovator, you're a thought builder, you're a thought leader, actually, and you've founded and sold several companies in the past. Is that the kind of business model that runs through your head when you come up with these ideas by build and sell? No, no. Um, it, 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 it's a bit different now. Uh, when, when I started, uh, so you, you got to imagine, and I'm, I'm sure your, your, your audience feels the same way. When you've never done it, it's a bit uh, daunting, right? So you're going to start a company, you don't even know how to do that. So my first two companies were what I would call an idea company, where I, I, I had an idea. My first idea was about uh, doing Photoshop for consumers. So at the time, it was 1995, uh, Photoshop sold for, I think it was uh, $900. And I thought, you know, consumers are going to want to Photoshop. It's too complicated, too expensive. So I, I did a product for forty nine dollars, where you can do essentially the same thing, uh, but uh, much much simpler. So that was just an idea, right? I didn't have a grand vision of what, what companies that be created. I just thought this product was needed and I should do it. Um, similarly, my, my second company was was also an idea company. Now, Chili Piper is what I call a thesis company. So it's a very different approach. Uh, I didn't stop thinking with an idea like, like this Photoshop for consumers or something. I thought of a, a trend and a problem. I thought um, the way it came to me is that I was running a sales team for a friend of mine. You mentioned this, running a sales team, uh, selling billion-dollar deals. It was a telecom company. And... Uh, when I tried to get the reps on Salesforce, which was for me the first step in building the organization, uh, I was very surprised to get uh, a lot of reluctance to use Salesforce. And you know, I heard other people say, I won't pay you if you don't put your deals in Salesforce. And I was thinking, you know, my, my, my daughters, uh, I don't have to pay them to use their iPhone. You know, I probably have to pay them to stop using their iPhone, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was that disconnect. I'm thinking, okay, there's this new world of technology that people love, this old world of technology that's perceived as a constraint. Um, and the thesis was, let's bring, if I bring this new world of technology to help people, professional people, especially salespeople, um, to do their job better, then it's going to be completely transformational. So that's the thesis. Um, so how do you go about how do you go about putting the pieces of the puzzle together after you've gotten the idea? What's the process like? Very good question, right? So because then you're like, okay, it's fantastic to have a thesis, but how do you get started? And, and that's the reason why we, we uh, uh, bootstrapped the company uh, because we didn't want... The, the risk with this grand vision is to embark in a project uh, and building the Taj Mahal, right? So, well, the Taj Mahal is a beautiful piece, but uh, what's called a white elephant, so, so something that looks good but nobody wants, nobody right. uses. So... We were very careful. And when I say we actually had, was fortunate to have uh, my wife as co-founder for Chili Piper. Mm. My wife has a very, very strong uh, product development background. So, and, you know, 
uh, bacterial cells, so we're very complementary. So now to your question, how did we go about finding a problem? We actually talked to a lot of companies and tried to identify a, a, a clear problem where that um, was not being served and there was another radar. And you can typically find problems in the B2B space when there's a complicated spreadsheet. It's the signal, you know. If somewhere there's a complicated spreadsheet, like yeah. it, it means that there's a problem that's not being solved by software, and they're trying to solve it by, by a spreadsheet. So, our complicated. It's not always the case, but it's often the case that the complicated spreadsheet it, it, it is a nice signal for entrepreneurs to, to say, "Hey, there's something there." Um, so, the complicated spreadsheet that we found was something very uh, narrow, but let me explain it to you. It was the problem of having prospecting teams calling on customers or prospects, having the, that prospects interested and in booking a meeting with the account executives. Because when you have a team of prospectors and a team of account executives, you need to distribute these meetings, right? So you're on the phone and say, Greg, you want a demo of our software? You do, let me book your time with Mary. No, you have to make sure Mary is the right person. And often companies do a round-robin assignment to be fair to the account executive. So that was a spreadsheet we were trying to deal with. And every, every uh, prospecting team we found uh, was spending typically seven minutes for this assignment. It's just about booking a meeting. It should take just a few seconds. It would take seven minutes. And so one particular company said, you know, she's such a big problem. And for me, I'll pay you up front. I'll pay you $20,000 to create a software that solves that problem. So there we go. We were in business. We uh, we uh, we found a lot of companies with that uh, complicated spreadsheet. We built that. We took the twenty thousand dollars, built that solution. Um, that was January two thousand sixteen. By April, uh, the solution was live. By May, we we had our second customer, a company called Greenhouse in New York. Mm-hmm. This complicated spreadsheet. To these days, we had the renewal in the COVID time uh, with with uh, Greenhouse. Um, the person we worked with, uh, Tori. And Tori said, you know, I uh, understand I have to cut budget this COVID, it's a crisis, but I don't want to go back to that ugly spreadsheet. And so, <laughs> you solved the problem. <laughs> so that's, that's right, exactly. So, so, so that's how we got started. And from there, then you, we looked for other uh, problems that can be solved with, with, with as I said, this uh, new approach, uh, not new approach, but a modern approach to technology. Right. And the big one we found, uh, uh, is a much um, higher impact problem is the inbound problem. So uh, let me explain how we got to it. We were talking to this prospecting team and and, um, one of uh, the team was called the inbound sales development reps, inbound SDRs. So I interviewed them and said, uh, so what, uh, what is your job as an inbound SDR? So well, you've seen on the website, when people, uh, prospects come to our website, they fill a form that, um, to request a demo. So they submit the information, they click submit, and they get, thank you, someone is going to call you. And that's me, the inbound SDR, I'm going to call them. And I said, how's that going for you? I said, it's going fantastic. I'm converting at 40%. Which I said, you mean to tell me that out of 100 people who ask for a demo, 60 of them didn't get one? And that seemed crazy to me. And the reason why they thought it was quite acceptable is because they have the outbound SDRs who call people who have not filled the form. 
and they converted two or three percent. So forty percent seems great in comparison, but you still look at sixty people who have been lost. So that's the problem we solve. We built an automation that when people submit a form, we find the right reps in real time. We um, we can even connect on the phone, dial the rep, dial the prospect, or book the calendar, and that's a big, big yeah. Problem that's a really that's a really big problem on on the internet in e-commerce, yeah. especially. You fill out these forms, and they fall into a black hole, and you go like, "Hello, I guess I'm not important. I guess it no, doesn't matter. Right. Maybe they're all asleep. Maybe they're on vacation. Maybe it's a one man show in a basement. Somewhere. That's right. You, know, you, you, you get turned off completely." So that's a great solution to that. And that's 60-40 split. I mean, that's pretty obvious. If you got yeah, inbound, obvious. you're only dealing with 40%. That's a kind of low number, right? Even I know right. it. A billion, I would know that. So listen, so as you got things going, how did you focus on driving the growth? What, what did you do in an outreach to promote people coming back to you? How did you get them to you? Yes, yeah, so we were fortunate that... Um... The product we built has uh, what people call the viral component to it in that when you come to book a meeting with a company and that experience is, is very pleasant, uh, then you think, well, that was great. Uh, how did that happen? So we signed these companies, a greenhouse uh, discover organ called Zoom Info. And their customers would, uh, the prospects, they, they're so much better at the experience. I, I, I just got the, in real time the demos booked. What was that? And then they would come to us and say, I found it was Chili Piper, can I have it? So we had uh, the early days, we uh, had a lot of inbound workflows, uh, inbound flows um, from the viral aspect of it. People love the experience. So these days recently, I had somebody, Carta is a customer, the shares management company, and somebody says, I love the experience with Carta. I, uh, I want to have the same experience for my website. So then that brings up the subject of culture. So how do you, how do you infuse that? good experience into the company, into the people who are client-facing? How do, you, how do you promote that in the culture? I love that question uh, because uh, when we had to decide uh, on our company values, we decided that the number one value would be help. Um, the second is innovate and the third is have fun. I'll talk about the have fun part later. But uh, the... Um, the way we thought of it is that, look, uh, we all about helping. So we provide a better, better experience for prospect, but we should have that in everything we do, thinking of helping. So helping uh, other team members, helping. Or, so for example, when we bring in, uh, if we bring in somebody and the performance isn't quite where uh, it should be, we think, okay, what can we do to help that person get there? Right. And, and so, and we have actually have a, every week we have a call, company call. Everybody gets on Zoom. And mm-hmm. from the beginning, we've been distributed. So we've always been Zoom. Right. Okay. So everybody co- comes on Zoom and we, we review the business and so on. And we have the thing called the unicorn of the week. And the unicorn of the week is the person who has been the most helpful. So help other people, help our customers, the unicorn of the week. And, and so that, that's, it's very fun to do that. Who nominates uh, the unicorn? Who nominates the unicorn? Uh, it's a good question. Everybody in the company can nominate the unicorn, but the person who decides, uh, uh, Alina and myself. 
So they nominate, we decide. We decide, yeah. I love it. But, but we, we, we follow, right? People, sometimes when somebody has more nominations, we obviously go with that person. Tell me uh, about the fun. Tell me about the fun part. Yeah, the fun part. So, you know, as we discussed, I'm on with my fourth startup now, and, you know, I've been there. And I'll tell you why. I, why we, I put fun at the third value in the company, and then I'll tell you how we implement fun. Is that, is that okay with you? So why the fun? Uh, my, my first company, um, um, I did an exit uh, relatively early after three years. And the second company, I thought, you know, I'm not going to... I, I, I took more risk. I, I, I owned 75% of the company. And I thought, I may succeed, I may fail. But I'm not going to fail because I feel I've not worked hard enough. Right? So I woke up at 6 in the morning. I finished working at midnight and, and constant weekends. I just, I just work and work. In the end, <laughs> you, you, you see the, uh, the punchline, punchline there because it was 1990, late 98. And the company grew like the like to 65 people in, in 12 months. And then the dot bomb happened, right? So the market turned on me, right? Mm. And when that happened, I, I was about to sell it for, for $65 million uh, 12 months after starting it. And the dot bomb happened, that whole thing disappeared. In the end, I exited with uh, Microsoft buying the company, but but in much more challenging terms that, that they think. And then I realized, say, okay, so... Uh, uh, like kill myself, and in the end, there was nothing I could have done for that dot bomb, right? I mean, right. there was nothing I could have done differently. So that was a lesson. I'm thinking going forward is good to have an ambitious plan, but it's better to have fun just in case, uh, just in case things don't work out that way. At least I would have had fun. So that that was the third value. We're going to have fun. So how do we go about having fun? Uh, First, we try different things. We have this meeting every Friday, and and you know we play each other. But the the big thing we do is um, we do a trip, everybody together once a year. Now, again, the company is re- is remote, so we by now we have uh, forty nine employees in forty five cities in sixteen countries. So we are everywhere. Uh, and, and, you it's bring, and you bring them all together. Everybody together. Oh, so okay. the first year we went to India. It was I think. Five of us, yeah. Um, five of us. The second year we went to Paris. It was more like twenty of us. And last year we went to Ibiza uh, to do the closing of the Pasha Club. Uh, all, all thirty plus of us, right, on the and then the boat. That was amazing, right? I mean, you bring people from all over the world who met each other virtually on Zoom, but never in person, and you get them to party is just it's just fantastic so this year um we have a problem right because we can't do a trip and bring it together so here's what we thought first we thought um, we need to help other people so we assigned an amount of money so it's a few thousand dollars for each employee to help a cause, either do a project themselves or give to a cause that matters to be helpful. But then we also want to have the have fun and we have to innovate that, right? That's another thing. So we have a second piece of the money that says for that second piece, come up with something that you never thought you would do, right? And we'll fund it. Like it could be rent 
a boat, rent a Ferrari, we'll, we'll fund it. Something, that's, something that's, personal for each one of them? Yeah, that's right. That's All right. right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you could close out a bucket list really cool that way, right? That's the idea. <laughs> the things that the bucket list that they never thought they'd get to. I love we'll it. Fund it. Because when yeah. I, you know, when I was when I was doing a little research on you, I had no, you know, I said, listen, I, this guy has to be like really involved. I just get the sense that you're a great corporate citizen, that you really value your employees, and that you're a workaholic. You said six o'clock to midnight. You could call me. Just call me anytime. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll chat. Right. That's, that's what it is. Oh, so listen. So. All right, you've been in the game for quite a while now. What what gets you up and out of the bed every morning? What's your what what are you looking at when you say, okay, I'm going to hit my put my feet on the floor now? What am I going to do? Uh, uh, you mean what excites me, or what, what yes, do what I, what I have to do? What what the, 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 the two things that excite me is uh, um, grow people. So bringing people and have them, uh, you know, when I see people uh, performing and being happy, uh, I love it. Right now we announced yesterday, we may have seen, we announced our, earlier this week our A round. So we raised uh, $18 million. Yes. yes. Well, wonderful. Uh, that's right. <laughs> the day before yesterday, yeah, to be precise. Yeah, we had bootstrap uh, and now we, we, we raise money because we, we see so much opportunity ahead of us. So... Um, when we posted that announcement on LinkedIn, you can see all our employees um, um, expressing their, their their joy, and that's super satisfying for me. So I think if I'm going to go out and help everybody uh, be happy, do a good job, and of course, our raison d'être, as you would say, is, is just, just satisfied our customers, right? So, so when we make our customers happy, then everybody's happy. So that's another one thing. And the other thing that I really enjoy uh, is um, coming up with new products, new product ideas and which we solve problems. So get on the call. Yesterday I was on a call with a customer discussing their product. We innovating around the inbox now. First, it's been around calendar. Now we're doing inbox email. And, you know, talking to what problem they have and imagining how we could do something different to solve that problem. Um, I do that with Alina and I love it. I think I think one of the things that, that gets me going, keeps me in this game, I've been doing it for quite a while now, is the fact that I'm still energized and I still come up with ideas. Sometimes my people tell me, all right, Greg, go back in your office, please. We got enough ideas to handle for one day, right? I know the feeling, but, yeah. But the brain keeps working and I keep going, all right, well, what about this? What about, and they go like, please, boss, just Give us five minutes to catch up with you, okay? So I love that part of it. I just see so many opportunities, so many different ways to approach things. How are we going to market ourselves as a marketing company? So we're out. I mean, I love it when people tell me, "Greg, we see you guys everywhere." That, that must be a that must be a challenge for you, right? I always thought, think of that. Too. It's Excellent. a bit like us, our sales. We sell sales people who have to do sales really well. You're a marketing a company. You have to do your marketing really well, also. Well, we have to follow our own advice. That's and right. When people say, I see you out there all the time, what am I doing? I'm really showing off. If I can do it for me, I can do it for you. So right. we're out there. I have the Ask a CEO show is an offshoot of my real business, which is Lorraine Gregory Communications, right? right. Why, is, why did I create it? Now, you're an innovator. You know why I created it, because now I'm talking to CEOs. I don't have to go through all the gatekeepers. I'm talking to you. If I call you up next week and say, Nick, I have this issue. Maybe you could help me out. You're going to pick up the phone, no? Absolutely. There you go. So that's the whole raison d'etre. That's the whole thing, right? 
So anyhow, so I love what I do. I can tell you love what you do. And it's, I do. you know, it's not, people say, you know, if you find something you love to do, you're never going to work a day in your life. That's very true. I feel that. But there are some days where I feel like it's work, but don't, you know, I'm not going to lie. But most of the times I can go in the middle of my TV studio, which is 3,500 square feet, and just look at this and go like, wow, we really did this. And what a great feeling that is, right? Satisfaction. You know you showed up every day. You worked as hard as you could. And this is the result. And I mean, I have lots of great people that work with me. So they are they are probably the biggest focus outside of my ideas is making sure that they're all happy and they're all performing and they're all, we have no drama here at all. We don't allow it. We don't allow it. If this drama comes, we throw it out the door. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I can tell you like that. And the fact that you bring those people everywhere in the world is just awesome. Awesome. But yeah, even, well, better, I, I, even, I, I, better, even better is you challenging them to go out and help somebody else. That's even better. God bless you, man. You're doing a great job. I love it. So Thank you. our audience is made up of CEOs and -hmm. people who are aspiring to get to the C-suite. What advice would you give to those people trying to get to the C-suite? So obviously there, there are two ways to get there. Uh, the traditional way to get promoted and the alternative way to just create your own C-suite, right? Uh, create your own company and then you are the CEO. Uh, I'm very familiar with the latter uh, and that's how I've uh, pretty much always done it. But um, I look at... Uh, so, uh, so when I met Alina, who is my co-founder, as I mentioned, uh, she was earlier in her career uh, with this strong talent in product, and I helped her climb the ladder in, in, in corporate America. Um, so I do have some experience uh, um, watching how uh, you, you can uh, grow within, within a large company. She was a company like Thomson Reuters. But we start with, uh, with uh, making it to the C-suite uh, by yourself uh, as on CEO. There is this. Uh, <clears throat> what I explained earlier, uh, the fundamental thing to get get uh, to start a company is to, as as program would say, is to make something people want. So you have to have either found something that is a problem, like I mentioned, the spreadsheet. There's a problem, and most likely people want it, or have a really strong uh, conviction that there's a better way to do something. So it doesn't have to be perceived as a problem. It's a, it's a, it's a way to do something. So that's probably how you started your marketing uh, company. You probably thought there's a better way to do marketing, and I don't see why people don't see it. I'm going to go and do it, right? I would imagine that's what happened to you. Right. And and that that so that's the fastest way to get to the C-suite. You just you just find a better way to do something. You create a company to do it. On the uh, company side. Um, uh, it's a little bit uh, of a very different approach because you have to understand the dynamics of an organization. You have to understand uh, you know, who's making what decision, uh, who has power, who doesn't have power. So it's a lot like selling, right? You grow, you grow inside a company. Um, 
I, I love enterprise selling. I love understanding uh, who's the influencer, who's the decision maker. And so uh, when I advised Alina, she was climbing the ladder. I said, well, think about it. If you that person is not going to help you, that person you can't even convince her or him. And and, and that's a, a navigation. So I would think that uh, learning from sales is, is a great way to progress within an organization. Well, Nicholas, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Um, could you tell the, tell my audience, uh, A, how to reach you? And, you know, if you want to do a 30-second commercial, feel free. Uh, uh, reach us and commercial, uh, the same thing. We, 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 our core product right now at Chili Piper is to... Uh, is to uh, have the inbound process. So come to chilipiper.com and uh, book a time with us. We'll be delighted. I have to tell you another thing, uh, Greg. Um, you know, we were talking about when you see a better way to do something, you can't help but doing it. So that happened to me uh, about my time organization. So I was trying to be productive. I looked at this to-do list to help me organize my time. And I just couldn't find what I was looking for. So I created another company called Cosmo Time to do a special to-do list with special powers that help me organize my time and get things done. So uh, so it's live now, uh, just about. So they can also find me there. And uh, it's called Cosmo Time, K-O-S-M-O time.com. The to-do list with special powers. So hopefully that will help people be more productive. Uh, that's our goal when we created the company. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you'll come back again another time. I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Nicholas. Take care now. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up with Nicholas Vandenberg. What a great personality to have on the show. Please follow us on uh, Ask a CEO interviews with podcasts and video. You can find us on YouTube at Greg's Corner Office, or you can find us on your favorite uh, listening app. So thank you all very much. If you enjoyed the show, please share it as far and wide. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.